Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? Welcome back to Heine House Live, episode number 23. Let's go. Welcome to Heine House Live, a podcast about the exciting and ever-changing world of gaming and technology. Heine House Live is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. For all other info, including links to our community Discord, live video feed, episode archive, and a whole host of other great, great entertainment, entertainment, please visit HeineHouse.com. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. How are you doing? Welcome back to Heine House Live, episode number 23. It is August 18th, 2019. It is 3.30 a.m. in the morning Pacific Standard Time. I am up late because I am trying to regulate my work schedule or my sleep schedule because my work schedule is changing. I've said this a million times, but yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, next week, I, I'm entering a new position at my job, and I have two weeks of training for that. The training is 4 a.m. to noon, which means I have to get up at 2.30 a.m. to drive an hour there, and it's that's fucking nuts, and it's going to be brutal. And so I'm forcing myself to stay up all night and uh, work on things and get stuff taken care of and to try to make that transition easier. Then after the two weeks, and I go to my normal schedule, which is going to be 11 p.m. to 9 a.m. I'm working graveyards. We have to hustle, folks. We have to hustle to get shit done. And sometimes we have to do this sort of thing. But you know what? It's okay. It's all right. We're gonna be we're gonna be moving forward and doing some things. So so with that being said, just bear with me. I think we're gonna have a little transition period. My schedule is going to change, and I will not be releasing the podcast on uh they may happen monday or tuesday all right so i'm going to try to keep them around monday at the beginning of the week but that may change but you know it'll be all right you'll still get it still get them weekly in fact speaking of changes so much is happening we're going to get into gaming we're going to get into tech we're going to get into something i've got a uh, we have a hotline call all kinds of great stuff to get into but i want to talk about there's a whole bunch of growth that's been happening here at the Heine house and I don't want to spend the whole episode talking about it, which I could easily do and bore everyone. I want to just talk about some of the the highlights that have happened this last week. Um, literally, I spent 10 hours yesterday um, and, and worked on rebranding Patreon, adding, adding a new tier, adding more perks, adding some Discord roles, adding a whole bunch of stuff in there. New artwork, new 90s artwork. You should just go check that out. But also Discord has been changed. Um, Heine House website has been changed. Um, adding the, it's called the Heine House After Hours podcast. Yes, we're announcing that it's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, I've talked about this before. This is the 30 minute or less uh, mini podcast that will be exclusive to uh, Patreon. And you can absolutely get it. Now, again, I'm not taking anything away from anyone. Everything is staying the same, except I'm adding more content. And that's what this is. If you want to take part, Patreon exclusive. It's five bucks a month. You can get in there. And one to two episodes a month will be released on top of Discord rolls now. It's a new tier. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Jason Heine. You guys already know. We're going to get into the shout outs in just a minute here. 
but lots of cool stuff that's happening. As you can see, my mind is like exploding with so many cool things that have been going on. Um, give it a shout. I'll, matter of fact, I'll put I'll put the uh, my blog post uh, in the show notes of this uh, episode, so you can click on it and check them out. It goes right to my website where you can see all that stuff. Because there was, in fact, I was making lists of everything, and I'm like, holy shit, there's so much that I've changed today. I need to actually like lay this out in a text form and it, it started to look like patch notes to a game. <laughs> so I, I went with it. I just went with, it. I labeled it that it's patch notes for a game. It's so cool. Uh, anyway, check it out. Boom. We're going to, where's the fucking photo. There's supposed to be a photo up top left. I just worked on this. Oh man. Anyway. Hey, we're rolling with it. Fuck it. That's how we do. We get it. I'll fix it later. This is the Patreon slide, of course. And big shout out, round of applause to all of the amazing patrons that you see right here on the screen. There's going to be a lot of Patreon talk. Why? Because the, the show exists today. The reason why I'm even here doing this, well, first of all, I love it and I want to continue to always be doing this. But the reality is, is that I have to have community support to back it to make it happen or else... It just won't happen. That's just reality. That's just real talk. So all of the people you see right here on your screen, and you can also be on here if you'd like. I would love it if you could join You know, join them and join us. Please, please, please. You can join in. Patreon.com slash Jason Heinies. You can see I've rebranded the tiers. There's now three tiers. The ground floor patrons, the main level patrons, and the game loft patrons all on here. Let's welcome Robin Stefan as a new patron. Robin, what up? There we go. We've got another one coming out. New patron, Chris Dodson. Yes. Saw that pledge come through today. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Joined on the, the. Uh, in fact, I didn't even add it to the, to the list yet. It just happened today. Look at that. My bad. I got you, bro. I'll get you next time on there. Promise. You're amazing. In fact, I love your name. When I saw that, I was like, Dodd. Day of Defeat, Dodd. Dude, love your name. You're amazing. Thank you for your support. Thank you to Steve Aker, who is a current patron, but also upped his pledge to take advantage of the Heine House After Party podcast. Yes, my man. Steve Aker. My man, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Oh, we're not done yet. Yes, we got more shout-outs to give. Thank you, Stephen Herring. Stephen has also decided to up his pledge to the main level patron tier and take advantage of that Heine House After Party podcast that will be coming out. Pretty amazing. Um, and it, I want to just give a special thank you to the homie Brandon Zeller, BZ, and the place to be. Thank you so much for helping me. Uh, help troubleshoot and let me know um, of the discord roles that have been happening. There was some configuration I had to do, but right now, just to let everyone know, um, everything is automated. So whatever, uh, when you join the main level or the game loft, you have specific discord branding and roles in there now, which is great. So you have certain color, you have a certain status, you show up at the top of the list in the, uh, the friends list in there. And everything's automated. So wherever you join there, it will show up. You just have to make sure, and I want to make this PSA to everyone, you just have to make sure that you go in Patreon, in your Patreon account, and connect Discord to it. 
And then when they're linked and you join, it will automatically happen. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Same thing with Twitch subs. I fixed that. So all Twitch subscribers will now show up in Discord with their own role and section. Beautiful. And uh, just amazing stuff. With that being said, we are now officially 25% of the way to our first milestone goal of 100 supporters on Patreon. Round of applause to everyone. Thank you. I love you. Seriously. It means so much. Honestly, you guys are amazing. Yes, there's a lot of talk about this. It's very important to me. There's been a lot of growth. There's a lot of things happening. I'm introducing new content. I'm rebranding the website. I'm rebranding Patreon. I just got done with a five-hour stream playing American Truck Simulator on Steam. It was fucking amazing. We were on Twitch. Who swung by? The man himself, Mr. Pete Dore. He came by. He brought his whole community in. Everyone was chatting. All the homies were in there. We had the homie Tipster come through. He raided the stream, brought his community over. People hosting. Honestly, I'm just so full of love right now. And it feels good. It feels good to finally have a moment to where I feel fucking good. It feels good, man. It really, really does. You know, because every day I had to, I just had this talk with, with one of my friends. And, and I've said this before in the podcast millions of times. But life is basically like you wake up in the morning and you just get kicked square in the groin. And I've said this before, I know. I won't do go through the whole speech, but you just basically wake up, get out of bed, bam, just get kicked right in the fucking groin every single day. And it's about how you overcome that, how you either dodge that kick, how you take that kick and then accept it and heal from it. It's about how you prepare yourself to dodge, not get kicked. And it's about taking that pain and dealing with that pain sometimes. And that's just life, right? But sometimes you have to take the little win. Sometimes you have a win and you need to accept it and recognize it and talk about it and share it with the world. We all do. We all do. And that's what this is. This is me saying, okay, I see. I see you guys. You're saying, Jay, love this podcast. I want to... I want to help support this. Okay. The Twitch streams. We're there. We haven't streamed in months. We're trying to get back into it. It's difficult. It's not as easy as you think. It's not just putting on a game and having a fun time. Yes, that that's what happens. That's the end result. But it's a lot of work and preparation going for it. I just spent $200 of patron money on, uh, I should take a picture, of brand new. You may notice the lights hopefully look a little better. I just invested in 900 LED lights for a light that's right here behind. And I put one over here. I, I bought two, one for the Twitch stream, one for the podcast. And I also bought a cool green screen. Little things. This is helping make better content, better entertainment. This is how I keep leveling up and putting the money back into the business. And I love doing it. Again, this is the reason why it's so important. And I love you all so much. Thank you. I'm doing a lot of different things on the podcast. Um, I'm doing things more organically. There's no more outro. I'm going to do the outros very organically. I've made notes to make sure I hit all the topics. I'm giving personal shout outs, uh, depending on the, the, uh, the tier on Patreon. And just I'm making it more, more organic. It's better that way. I mean, what pod, I mean, you, you guys all tune out at the end anyway. I wanted to make like five or six different like outros to like spice them up. And maybe I'll still do that. But for the meantime, I'm going to just keep it straight organic. Keep it reals. You know what I mean? 
Hey, take me with you in your car. Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, you guys know that. Smart devices in your house, they love the podcast. Just ask it. Ask your smart device. I won't say its name because I know it's there listening. It's like, hello. But ask it. Hey, play the most recent episode of Heine House Live. Try it right now. Oh, wait, you can't because you're fucking listening. (laughs) Maybe like next week. Like next week, maybe try it. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching the live video feed, please subscribe and ring the bell notification and turn on notifications so that you get push notifications when this episode comes out. It helps me straight up. No one sees the shit unless you turn this on now. So please do so. I would love that. A review on Apple Podcasts would really help grow the show as well or whatever podcast app you're listening. If you're on Stitcher, if you're on um, Google Cast, whatever they're called. There's like 50 or 60 of them. They're everywhere. Please, if you could give me a review, that would be fantastic. Heinehouse.com is the website, just so you know. I'd like to get that out right at the beginning of the show so that you have everything. And if you have to come back to it, you have all the info. Yes, that's the intro. Extra long intro because a lot of Patreon, lots of Heine House updates. I won't, I won't go into it again. You guys know this is a gaming and tech podcast, but also it's really about my life and your life. And sometimes we talk about stuff. I talk about real shit. I think you guys deserve that. I'm not going to come up with some scripted bullshit. I'm going to just speak my mind freely on the show always. And sometimes I talk about life. Sometimes I talk about love. Sometimes I talk about, you know, I'm also a music, you guys know, I'm a musician. I'm an artist. I fucking, I get emotional. Like this is how I am. And that's, I love it. So thank you for listening and thanks for dealing with me. (laughs) So let's try to jump right into this episode. We have a lot to talk about. I have some gaming news. I have some tech news. We're going to take a phone call later on on the Heine House hotline. See, I didn't put that up there. I need to put the Heine House hotline. Where the fuck is it? Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. See, it is at the very top, even before all this. There's a Heine House hotline. If you want to call, you want to talk about love, life, and honestly, like, here we go, Dr. Drew shit again. You want to talk about any of this stuff? Straight up, like, fucking hit me up. We, we can talk. 503-908-5490. And as much as I don't want to turn this into a like a love talk, I am absolutely here for you in those situations. We don't even have to be on the air. You want to just send me something, we can send an email, we can talk, whatever. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to make it on, on the podcast. Just letting you know I'm here for you. Um, I made a bunch of big notes here about all my rebranding. I kind of already beat that to death. I talked about it. Um, people may be asking about, you may be curious about the new podcast. I've talked about it in the past. I've kind of hinted at it. I am officially saying it is real. It is coming. There's a Patreon tier for it, and it is coming out in September. So round of applause to, to all of us for bringing this alive. What it is basically is when I'm in these episodes, I'm talking about something. I'm finding that I can spend more time talking about the topic, more time than I really can invest in this show. I'm like, oh, fuck, because we talked about prime example. We talked about eBay before. And I was like, oh, my God, I could talk about my history on eBay. There was a time when I was doing this for a living. I've sold everything from from musical instruments to cars to longer burger baskets. This is I've, I've said all this stuff already before, but. It, it piqued people's interest and they were like, we want to hear about this. Like people were writing me like, we want to hear about it, want to hear about it. And I'm like, I can't spend an hour 
in this podcast talking about it, you know, right? So that is just one example. Maybe gaming history. Maybe I want to talk about my stories in history with Chrono Trigger. That's right behind me or whatever. We could we could do that, but I want to do it in a separate episode, something that is exclusive to Patreon, something that allows me to then just go into that. And I think that's really, really smart. And you guys have all been very excited about it, and I appreciate the support. So that's what these Heine House After Party episodes will be. So depending on the tier, um, you will get access to my 15 to 25-minute car vlogs. I talk about life. I talk, I talk like this. I go way in more deep on this stuff. A lot of cool stuff, man. I'm feeling good. I'm just really feeling the love. You guys are fucking awesome. Thank you. Please take part. If you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know him. And I mean, I listen, but I don't really know him. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know the community. I don't want to really get involved. Get involved. Come over here. Just write. Just get involved. Join Discord. Say hi. Just come on over. Water's good. I've said this before. Hey, we're all wearing towels. All right. You don't have to look at any private parts if you don't want to. All right. The water's good. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> Olive Garden. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get in, <laughs> before we get any of this shit, what the fuck, Olive Garden? What are you doing? Unlimited food for life for $100? What? So for 50 lucky Olive Garden fans, the restaurant chain has announced plans to offer its very first lifetime pasta passes during this year's never-ending pasta pass promotion. Say that 10 times fast. CEO of Olive Garden, Jennifer Arguello, says, with the introduction of our new lifetime pasta pass, we are excited to be part of our biggest fans. Memories around the table for years to come. Don't get excited, folks, because it is too late for you to get lifetime microwave pasta at Olive Garden. And we all know that we go there for the fucking unlimited breadsticks and salad, period. You don't get microwave chicken parmesan. You just don't. I used to do it. I was that guy. Not anymore. It was on August 15th, so you've already missed the, t- the date. And it was only 100 lucky people. August 15th, 2019, at 2 p.m. Pacific Sharp, the website pastapass.com opened its doors and allowed 50 people to purchase. When they're sold out, they're sold out. What, what do you think happened? What do you think happened on August 15th at 2 p.m. Sharp? Any guesses? They sold out in one minute. Oh, I'm sorry. One second. I butchered that one bad. It's one second. One second. When they opened up, that's what, here's, this is what it is. Here we go. Done. That is how fast they sold out. And I think it's crazy. It's like, they're bringing all this attention to this. Dude, a fucking, a hundred people, like, Come on, guys. Don't be dicks. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. After I heard it, I really wanted some pasta, but not from there. I'm not a huge fan of Olive Garden. I've been there a few times, right? I've been there. 
you know, I've made the rounds. I've had some breadsticks. Those are pretty good. I've got the chicken parmesan. That's what I talk about. I used to get that. It's not that great. But it's honestly, it's been maybe 15 years since I've been. So do you think I should try it again? I don't know. Let me know in Discord. Like, Jay, get the fuck out of there. How about some gaming news? Let's jump right into it. Ninja moves to Mixer. It's kind of old news now. Uh, this is kind of a compilation of the last two weeks of some news. So this some of this is kind of old. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Who needs to really hear about it? Everyone knows about it. He moved to Mixer. He left Twitch. Ninja is a one of the most popular, if not the most popular streamer on Twitch platform, and he moved to Mixer. Mixer is owned by Microsoft. So this was a big, big jump. That's the cliff notes for people who don't know who he is. Old news happened last week. It's like Netflix versus HBO. Uh, they're trying to drive viewership, of course. And uh, this is this is actually a really interesting thing because these personalities, uh, when you look at them, they're kind of like original programming for a platform, like Netflix having an exclusive original show, movie, right? Or HBO have an original show. Same thing. I mean, this is for sure going to boost Mixer's viewership and probably hold brand awareness tenfold. I'm sure of it. Everyone's moving over there. But seeing a lot of posts about it, too, about, hey, fuck Twitch, on to Mixer, Mixer, Mixer. Hey, honestly, I think they're all great. I like that service, Restream.io. I used to, uh, a couple years ago, a year ago, I used to do the Restream and stream it to all of them at the same time. I love that. It went to Twitter. It went to Facebook. It went to Twitch. It went to Mixer. It went to YouTube. It was pretty cool. It's just kind of difficult to contain all of that, like chat and all that. But it, it's totally cool. Maybe get back into doing that. But uh, so far, I'm sticking with Twitch right now. I do have a Mixer account, and I love it. It was fun. Not saying goodbye. It's it's there. Um, here's the real thing. It's estimated that Ninja makes around four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month just from his subscribers. Take that into consideration about your life. $450,000 a month. I don't think I'll ever see $450,000 in my life. I'm done reporting on that. Need for Speed Heat. That's the name. That's the game. EA releases a trailer for Need for Speed Heat. Everything's pretty vague. We don't have official details on any of it except for the trailer that was shown. You can find that all over the place. And if you're into racing games, you've probably already seen it. And to my eye, now this is just my opinion because there's nothing confirmed yet. And hopefully we get some more confirmation of this down the road. But it looks like a type of Pro Street, like Need for Speed Pro Street, which is more sort of a sim racing, kind of like Gran Turismo-ish. Um, so it looks more like a pro street during the day. And then they have at night things, lights go down, the lights come on. It almost looks like sort of a need for speed underground. And I hate to even say that in the same sentence because it's like sacrilege. Like people have been clamoring for an underground three. And, uh, I just, I don't know. I just don't think they're going to do it. I mean, they might, they might do it. They might use the name for some bullshit ass game they release. It's not going to be the same. I just don't think they can release they don't, I don't think they can release that type of a game in the climate today because the street racing and all that, like that's dead. Like the fast and furious scene is not there anymore. It's dead. Believe me. I know 
because I had a fucking Integra that was super fast and furious style. Neon lights, TV screens, DVD player, PlayStation 2 mounted under the dash. I had controller ports plugged into the back bumper where you could lift up the trunk. There was a TV in there and you could play PlayStation games. I played Burnout 2 at car shows. Straight up. This is shit that I've actually never really talked about. I have history in car shows in the import scene back when that was really, really hot. 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004. I managed a speed shop that was very much like what you saw in Fast and Furious, although not that scale. Again, there's another Heine House after party. I could absolutely talk about my history and show even pictures of my Integra. That (laughs) it's really fascinating, actually. A fellow drummer in band that I was with, that I was actually drumming with and, in fact, teaching uh, in Drumline, vandalized my car, my brand new car that I got. Fucking vandalized it. And that's how I ended up saying, well, I need a new fender. Got a new, got a pair of fenders. And then ended up fucking taking the car to its bare metal. And two years later, it came out of the shop completely different. It's unbelievable. Anyway, so, hey, Heine House After Party. I could talk about that. And maybe I will. Maybe I will. Non-shameless plug. Shameless plug. Patreon. Join it. Hop in. Water's good. So, I'm actually... I am not excited. Like, I'm underwhelmed about what I saw with Need for Speed Heat, but... I'm excited because I'm a car guy and I'm a fucking racing fan. And yeah, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to see what they have to offer. The last 10 years of Need for Speed have been lackluster, to say the least. Been lackluster. So hopefully they can re, they can put a little spice, put a little spice on the dinner and bring it back to life. Hopefully. We shall see. Duke Nukem 3D Remake HD Mod. Wait, what did you say? What? What? Yeah, for real. It's a total conversion from the Serious Sam Fusion. All right, there's a on Steam. You can buy it. Serious Sam Fusion. It's and it says it's in beta. There's a mod that's been made that takes Duke Nukem 3D, the classic 1996 shooter that we all know and love, the one that I got at Costco. I snuck it in the cart. In Costco. Mom said no. I said yes. Snuck it in the cart. Got the game home. That's how you do it as a little kid. But they've remade it in the Serious Sam engine. And let me tell you something. I think it's what? Cryo engine? Yeah. It's beautiful. And yeah, it's buggy. It's got some weird things. But it's fucking brilliant. Kudos. Round of applause. Who is behind this? It should be celebrated. Celebrated. Isn't that right, Tim? Exactly. You need Serious Sam Fusion, and then you need to go into the Steam Community Hub. Then you need to click on the workshop. Then you need to find the individual levels, and you're going to need all of them. All right, there's like four or five of them. And it will say in there which ones you need. You can just click subscribe, and then it downloads them into your your game. It's brilliant. I played it last night. I fucking loved it. I forgot how fast that game is, too. Oh, my God, Serious Sam, it's fast. But, yeah, it was so cool to see kind of a re- uh, reimagination of Duke 3D and like a new game engine. 
I don't want to say it, but it looked better than even Duke Forever. Like, what? Fucking Serious Sam is like 20 years old, too. Insane. Speaking of Steam, actually, now all Steam Workshop items need to be approved by Valve. Now, this is actually, I th- I think this is good. I think they're late to the dinner party. What has happened in the past is uh, they pretty much, they don't like willy-nilly let you submit stuff, but a lot of garbage has passed through the uh, valve gates, if you will. Remember Greenlight? Remember Steam Greenlight where you could just basically, when it first launched, you guys remember when it first launched, you submit your game, and then it was done by community vote of, like, thumbs-ups or thumbs-down if it gets approved. It was really fucked. They quickly realized that you could stack and do bullshit, so they changed it. But it was more of, like, an approval process. But, I mean, like, straight up, that's... There's been a lot of garbage to come through, but there's been also a lot of great games, like Goat Simulator. <laughs> no shit, I do like that game. It's fun. Um, but what they're doing right now is... They're changing the way they handle the workshop items. So anything that you have in there, like mods or updates or any of that stuff, it has to go through an approval process. Files need to be submitted and checked before anyone downloads them, period. That's how it works. Valve hasn't made an official statement on this yet, but it appears to take part in... um, People are saying it takes about a day. So when they do it, it takes about a day. Um, It's happening now. This is where the news came from. People were like, "Um, I submitted this shit and they said I needed to get it approved and then they approved it the next day. So people are starting to report on it. Fascinating. I think they should have done this from the beginning because they're too late to the dinner party, right? They're too late because there's so much garbage and shit out there now. It's completely shit flooded and they they can't just go in and, well, they can go in and just take down a game. Absolutely. But... What they have to do is try to clean house as best they can. I think they're having issues with that. Very fascinating. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I feel on that. I think it's cool. It's their platform. Fuck it. If you want to put something on there, they need to approve it. Stop making garbage. I don't know. Um, You want to play your N64 on a modern TV easily? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do so. It's kind of old news now, I know, but... There's been a lot of chit-chatter platter in the uh, interwebs about all this sort of thing. And, yeah, there's been cables, there's been adapters, there's been upscalers, and there's been other various means to get your retro consoles into a modern TV. That, And I'm meaning a modern TV that has HDMI, uh, which is pretty much every TV at this point. Um, recently, Eon released the Super 64 that has emerged into our ecosystem. It allows for a solution to get the N64 into your modern HDMI TV. The Super 64 takes the N64's 240p or 480i-S video signal and uses its own hardware to then upscale that to a 480p image while tuning the colors and brightness. So it does have some effects that it puts on it, tunes it. That's right. You guys remember... Now, this is a standard yellow analog video outputs 240p, but you can use, and I even bought some of these cheap-ass, like, Amazon ones a long time ago, 
like 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, back when I was playing my N64 on a CRT that uses S-Video, you can buy those cables, and they're like a few bucks, honestly. They're very, very cheap. Some are garbage. got to watch that. Mine, the picture was black when I bought them, but they arrived purple. I should show you. They're hilarious. They're all purple. But whatever. They work. So you can get a 480i S-Video signal out of the N64, and it does clean it up quite a bit on a CRT. But as you know, the N64 has not aged well. Its hardware was hard to develop on. There was a lot of softening that was going on internally. The N64 was known to kind of try to soften the pixels to make it look not as pixely and grainy. And that has, for better or worse, worked out. Sometimes mostly not worked out. But anyway, the N64 still has tons of great games. I love it. I love collecting for the N64. I have, I'm, only thing I'm missing is the, uh, the, the, uh, um, Space Gray? No. Yeah, what's it called? Gray? It's the, um, yeah, Space Gray. I think it's called Space Gray N64 Fantastic. That's the only one I'm missing. And then I'll have a complete N64 US, um, collection of consoles. All matching controllers, at least two matching controllers. All tight joysticks. It's quite a sight to see. I have them all in rental cases, too. I love to get those fucking rental cases. What is the deal? Why? Why am I why do I have a fetish for that? It's because I used to rent the consoles in those rental cases back in the day. The Super Nintendo, the N64, the Virtual Boy, um the PlayStation, yeah, all that stuff. So I just have this weird like nostalgic fetish for rental cases. If you have any rental cases, fucking hit me up. I got to have them. <laughs> um anyway, hey, so I've been really wanting to get one of these because I love the N64, want to play it. So what it does, there's also a dedicated button on the top of it, and you press it, and it activates slick mode, which smooths out the final image. This is kind of like, it's basically like an upscaler. It looks like it adjusts, adjusts contrast, maybe a saturation, a couple other things, and uh, it's kind of a sight to see. I've watched a few video, videos on YouTube of people showing it off. Looks good, bruh. I like it. The Super 64 plugs right into the back of the N64's video out port. It's a, basically a dongle. And then you plug your HDMI cable into that dongle. Then that goes right to your TV. It's a premium product, though, bro. Are you ready for this, bro? Guess what, bro? It's 150 bucks, bruh. What's, what, 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 what's wrong with you? That's steep. That's a little steep for my blood, to be honest. Um... Now, since this has come out, there's been some other cables and other means uh, in the market. I don't remember the name of it. You guys can probably correct me and help me with the name. There's something that's about half the price. It's like 70 or 75 bucks, and I think it's another type of a dongle that plugs in. And I know Pond makes cables, right? And I think Retrobit makes cables, I believe. So there's a few companies that do this. Honestly, I kind of think I would like that slick mode, though, to see kind of smooth it out yeah i'm kind of down for that do you have one of these would you buy one of these get out of us in discord and share your opinions i would love to know speaking of getting to know you i like to get to know you well there's a new gamer term called dad build <sighs> what does that even mean what does that even fucking mean the term is used when any character uses the dad loadout when selecting 
what weapons and what armor to equip in Destiny 2. Destiny 2, of course, is a bungee game. And uh, I do own it. It's a lot of fun. Good co-op. The game didn't really hit like they hoped, but it's, it sure is fun. Let me, let me try that again. Make sure you get that right. It's a uh, bungee game. Yeah, that was better. Thank you. The dad build criteria is as follows. It has to, one, be easy to obtain with good perks. Two, hold its own in competitive gameplay. And three, be easy to use in pretty much all settings and circumstances. It is the dad build from Bungie. Hmm. Are you my dad? I love your movies. Oh, no, that's Buzz Lightyear. Are you Buzz Lightyear? I love your movies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Killing Floor 2, what are you doing? Killing Floor 2 introduces paid weapon DLC. <sighs> oh, fuck. Holy fuck's sake. I don't even what the fuck I'm reading. I don't even what the fuck I'm reading. Goddamn son of a bitch. Originally, Killing Floor 2 launched November 2016, and it is a brilliant game. Honestly, Tripwire Interactive, I want to give you a round of applause. I want to give you a, uh, a ding-woo. And I'll give you two ding-woos. It is such a great game. Not a fan of the first one. I know Stephanie loves the first one. We, she always makes fun of me about this. But the second one is really, really quite brilliant. I love it. It's a ton of fun. Great co-op, six-player co-op. And they have been, for the last well, almost three years now, releasing DLC for free for the game, supporting the game, adding maps, game modes, different types of um, zombies and different types of enemies. Even though it's, you know, it's kind of stale because there's only like three bosses and there's only like four or five different types of, they're called Zeds, Z-E-D. Um, so... You know, but it's still fun. It's still good co-op. And it has a great leveling tree, great perks, great weapons. I love the mechanic. It's just a brilliant, brilliant game. I love it. It's so fun. But unfortunately, they've kind of hit the end of the road with this. After three years, they are now saying we are now to support what we're doing here and to support the game and us. We have to release paid DLC. Of course, it's optional. Sure, of course. But here's the thing. It's tough, right? And I understand what they're talking about. And I understand as a business where they're coming from. They spent three years supporting this for free. All right. And the sales probably are dropped off, right? They're not like every day they're getting 200,000 sales, right? So how do they, how do they recoup costs of a development team producing artists drawing and creating and programming and making this content? when there's no sales of the game to support that. doesn't make sense. You can't run a business like that. And that's why the whole digital digital gaming landscape is fucked because what's going to happen is this shit is going to go out the door after two, three, four years, your game is going to be done in the fucking water. And if you don't lose it from a license on a brand, a license with music, you're going to lose it from no, or from lack of funds. 
just going to happen. So they have to do something, but they've completely pissed off the Killing Floor community. Everyone's saying, wow, it was a great run. It was a lot of fun. No more free DLC. And so it's kind of bittersweet. And I understand it in one one hand, but also it's frustrating in the other because it's like, fuck, man. You know? But I guess we can look at it as we've been lucky for these three years and got great content. But what are they doing? What are they releasing? You're probably curious. <sighs> Introducing paid weapon DLC. These guns, they're going to be guns that you can purchase as DLC. They're going to come with five skins. They say specifically, this will not be pay to win. You will not be given an advantage by buying these weapons. Rather, they will fill a void in the classes that are not being served. And that makes that makes sense. However, it fucking blows. Why? Because a gun, one gun DLC, one paid gun DLC. I keep saying this because guess what? Get ready for it. No ding move for you. It's 10 bucks a gun. Bruh. How fast can I... What? Get some help. Stop it. Stop it. Get, 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 get some help. That's crazy. That's so much for a gun. No way. No, 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 no. Would not do that. Stop it. And I love the game and will continue to play the game. I streamed the game a couple weeks ago before they even announced this. I remember I was playing Killing Floor. It's fucking tons of fun. Tons of fun. Love it. Just makes me sad. Whole thing makes me sad. Um, I'm not saying rest in peace, Killing Floor, but, you know, we're at that point now. It's kind of frustrating. The Minecraft Super Duper Graphics Pack has been canceled. What? Excuse me. I'm trying to get a little water in my gullet, and sometimes it makes me burp a little bit. Oh, no. Oop, there it was again. As you hear, I'm starting to talk a little bit like this. You know what that might mean? You might know the character that's going to come out now. You know, my daddy taught me a game. It's called Switch. You want to know what the premise of the game is? The premise of the game is you put one finger in your mouth. You want to know where the other one goes? In your butthole. And then when daddy says, go to switch. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Everything. Originally, this was announced at E3 2017. And I remember this announcement and it was exciting. I was kind of like, you know what? If they put Minecraft and like this new super duper HD pack, it looked really nice. I thought, dude, I would play that shit. I get down on that. Of course. I was excited about it. That's probably why they canceled it. They're like, wait, 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 wait. Is Jason excited about this? Like, yeah, like, fuck, cancel that shit. Get rid of that shit. It promised to be a massive overhaul for Minecraft, bringing feature- features like realistic lighting, shadows, reflective water surfaces, and more lifelike flora and fauna. Along with the promise of full 4K, and uh, according to the developer... Uh, A post announcing the cancellation is really, really sad. The pack proved too technically demanding to implement as planned. I cannot. Why can't I talk right now? Oh, my God. I apologize. So that's what they've said. The pack proved too technically demanding to implement as planned. The studio was unhappy with how it performed across devices. The update was originally planned to release fall 2017, pushed to 2018 before being canceled outright now. 
So what happened? We don't know exactly except for what they've told us. Well, what have they told us? Technologically, it hasn't been good. So what does that mean? Well, do you think the game could perform well on PC? Yes. Could it perform well on PS4 and PS4 Pro? Yes. Could it perform well on Xbox and X- Xbox One, Xbox One X, S, X, X and Sex? Yes. Could it perform well on Nintendo Switch? Mm, maybe. That's a big question mark. Could it perform well on mobile? No. Could it perform well on, uh, you know, little iPads and all that other shit? Mm, Probably no. Mobile phones? No. So that's what we're dealing with. You know, because Minecraft is everywhere. I mean, is is there a game that is more available on every platform more than Minecraft? And don't say Flappy Birds, because that shit's not on everything. I mean, other than Doom, maybe. Is Doom available on, like, every fucking thing? More than Minecraft, though? That's a good question. I think I talked about this last time. What game is on every... Like, what platform is it most on? Is it Doom, or is it... Fucking Minecraft, bro. So they had issues getting the HD textures to run on... Smaller mobile devices. That's a problem. Yeah, it can't work. Then why not just make it for consoles? Fuck, man. Don't leave us out. Don't leave us hanging. Don't leave us hanging. Are Super Nintendo games coming to Switch? That will it blend? That is the question. Is the Super Nintendo games coming to Switch? That is the question. It appears that Nintendo is prepping for this. Why? Because there has been a filing with the FCC and a patent. Wireless controllers for Switch. Yes, it's been spotted. In a forum post by Reset Era... Photos of the new Super Nintendo controller have been marked as confidential until next year. However, a label location reveals that there could be a ZL and ZR button on the top of this selection, and it could be part of, like, a Joy-Con. Also could be on top of, like, a docking rail for the Switch. It looks like it would be, to be honest. If you compare, I went and looked at our NES ones that we have, and damn if it looks the same. The FCC filing reveals very little about this information apart from the fact that the Super Nintendo controller will naturally include Bluetooth support for wireless connectivity, of course, 525 milliamp internal battery and a USB port. Well, we got it. I'm excited. I'm fucking excited. Yes, please bring Super Nintendo to the fucking console. Yes, we need it. We want it. We... We want to give it to me, bruh. Sad news about Loot Crate. <sighs> Fortunately, they filed for bankruptcy recently. It's really, really sad. Uh, we we actually, we subscribed to Loot Box like five years ago, four years ago. And we got them for maybe five or six months. We did maybe like five or six months. We did them like month to month. And then we did, they had a deal for like three months for like the price of like a month and a half or something. So we, we did that. And, um, after our like five month trial with it, 
we started, we weren't happy with what we were getting. I'll be honest. I'm not just saying this because like, oh, they're filing for bankruptcy. I, I could have told you a long time ago, like, they basically sent us like two pops and a sticker by the time it was at the end of it. Like, we used to get really cool shit. And then they just started sending out pops. And I'm sorry. You know, maybe I shouldn't even say it because like popular opinion, you guys are going to fucking walk off and leave me and never come back. And I'll be really sad because I'm trying to do something for the community here. And all I'm doing is saying stupid shit to lose you. But I don't like pops. Sorry. I think I'm the only one in the world who doesn't like pops. So we were getting like two of them in a loot box. And I was like, come on, man. I don't want that. So we uh, we discontinued our our loot crate, but it was pretty cool at the beginning. The company's filing for bankruptcy and has laid off dozens of employees, on top of the 150 warehouse workers who got laid off last month. Loot crate plans to ship all of their remaining loot boxes to customers, but given how behind they are already, this seems like a very tough promise to keep. It's really sad. Reports of financial troubles have been circulating for a while, including defaulting on a $21 million loan in 2017. And even though Loot Crate has about 250,000 subscribers, the plan is to try to sell the company with one of its investors. Uh, Money Chest, who will set the initial auction bid, funneling a $10 million bankruptcy loan to keep operations afloat in the interim. Man, I forgot the fucking name. I just, I just was listening to a podcast talking about failures and... This came up in the Toys R Us bid. It's called it's called forced buyout in layman's terms, forced buyout. It's where uh, I'm going to be wrong here. So you correct me if I correct me anyway. I believe it's called forced buyout or forced arbitration or something. It's where when the company is is in the hole, it's going to file for bankruptcy, an investor will give them a big lump sum of money like this, like say $10 million to then buy out part of the company or the company as a whole, then they have to pay back the 10 million, but the other company gets the company and it's, it's fuck. No, I said it all wrong. It's something like that. It's something really, really dirty. And something with, it's like something with tax write-off too. They can write some shit off because it's like a controlled forced buyout. Something really weird. Something that's fucked. I was learning about it too. I was like, bro, that's fucking nuts. It sounds like that's what's happening to loot box here. Or loot crate. Um, an additional 50 employees were laid off last week, leaving the company, which is 60 full-time workers. Uh Employees were let go without any severance or benefits, something that Toys R Us recently faced backlash for, resulting in a $20 million severance fund for its 30,000 former employees. That's what Toys R Us had to pay. Yeah, yeah. We, in fact, we even did some loot box or I say loot box. That's another company. Loot Crate. We did some Loot Crate unboxings. If you want to go look on our YouTube channel, check it out. Tiny house on YouTube, boy. Yeah, we did some unboxings and there was some cool stuff, but yeah, a lot of pops going on. A lot of pops. Um, Fortnite releases the same old DLC as new DLC. Haha, <laughs> gotcha, bitch. You've got you 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 have got mail. It's a dog, and you can purchase this DLC dog, and it 
sits on your back, perched on your back, and you basically have this dumb dog that's running around with you while you're fracking people in Fortnite. And evidently, the dog that they released recently looked like a very similar dog that was released earlier. People were comparing the skin and looking at the bits of the dog. Come to find out, it was the same dog. Epic Games spokesperson reached out to Kotaku, who reported on this, with the following statement, quote, we should, not have, we should not have released Gunner Pet and apologize for doing so. Within the next couple of days, all purchases of Gunner the dog will be refunded for the full amount of 1,000 V-Bucks as well as an additional 200 V-Bucks and the pet will be removed from the locker. Anyone who purchased Gunner and refunds it prior to this make goodwill instead of receive the 200 V-Bucks. An additional refund token will be put towards any eligible item that they purchased within the next or the past 30 days. So they're actually doing, they're making it right. But it's horseshit. Who the fuck is over there releasing the same DLC? That's just dirty. That's just, that just shows that they're just pushing shit out all the time without really looking at it. Like, yeah, do another dog. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's make a $1,000 DLC stick. Yeah, there you go. Send it out. Wait, wait, wait. We released five sticks. They all were brown. The same stick. Oh, make this one green. Okay, cool. Push it out. It just shows they don't really see what the fuck they got going on over there. I mean, yeah, it could be a simple mistake too, but jeez, man. Come on. What are you doing, bro? Bruh. Oh, man. We do have a new record, though, in the speedrun world. Super Mario Bros. world record was recently beat. A streamer. Streamer. Did it live. For over 12 years, every other record was over 19 minutes, but that all changed when a streamer named Cosmic, K-O-S-M-I-C, there's a little plug for you, a little shout out, finished the game with 18.59.856. It's the first time in history Super Mario Bros. has been completed in under 19 minutes. Bravo! get a ding woo on that nice 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 congratulations that's pretty fantastic not gonna lie when i was streaming tonight mr pete door came in and talked about all the stuff he was speed running and doing and working on and he goes jay you are like the racing game king and i appreciate that he goes you need to be speed running racing games and i was like i never really thought about speed run. i mean yeah i've thought about them but i guess it makes sense they keep time or lap times and stuff He's like, bro, there's tons of shit out there you could be doing. He goes, you easily can get some world records on some of these racing games. You're amazing at games, racing games. And I'm like, okay. He was building me up. I was feeling good. I was feeling the love. I'm like, you know what? It kind of makes sense. He's like, yeah, you should do it and build it up and stream it. Like, people love watching speedrun shit. I'm like, and I made a joke. I'm like, yeah, I was playing American Truck Simulator. I was there just driving, you know, delivering loads. And he's like, people are speedrunning this game. I know he goes, you're joking, I know right now, but they have world records with this right now. I'm like, wow. I was blown away, totally blown away. So not going to lie, I am looking at maybe getting into speed running some games. Maybe Excite Boss, Excite Truck. We talked about virtual racing. You know, there's a lot of games flat out. There's a lot of games that I'm pretty good at in racing world that I, I may do. 
What do you guys think? Should I get into some speed running? Should I do it? Hit, hit me up in Discord. Let me know what you think. Let's talk about it. And that's the end of gaming news. How about that? Round of applause and jingle for you, baby. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for this, this week, week in gaming, gaming history. history. Can I get another round of applause or what the fuck's going on here? Thank you. This is the section of the show where I talk about games that are being released during the week, the first week of this podcast, August 19th through August 25th. Oh man, good times. Good times in history. A lot of great games came out this week. August 19th, 2012, new Super Mario Brothers 2 on 3DS was released. 2013, Saints Row 4 on PC, which I think they're working on a new Saints Row. I I saw some articles talking about that. It's pretty cool. Yes. Nice. Nice. 2014, Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition on PS3, PS4, 360, and Xbox One. Oh, I almost sound like the guy in the fucking commercial. Um, what does he say? Games play best on Xbox One. Is that what he says? What are they? Play it for play it first. Play it first on Xbox One. Or at E3. <clears throat> exclusive. Xbox exclusive. Uh, no, that's not right. I think he says I'm trying to do the voice that he does. I can do the I can do the PlayStation one. Does that, that pretty much how it sounds? Play it first on Xbox One. I always make a joke when they say that. I love when they say games play best on Xbox One. I always make a joke about that. Don't fucking get. First of all, I already see you. I already see a little fucking drip of sweat coming off of your back. Don't get triggered. I don't hate Xbox. I don't hate PlayStation. I don't hate any of them. I just think it's funny how when they say that games play best on Xbox One. Reality is that's false. They games don't play best on Xbox One. Some games do. Not all games. Some games play better on PlayStation. Some don't. Some games play better on PC. Some don't. So don't fucking say that. Don't get me triggered, boy. Don't get funny on me. Don't make me don't make me slap down your Kevin Hart, boy. Next day, August 20th. Games play best on Xbox. <laughs> oh, come on. Have a laugh with me, Jesus. Have a laugh. Take a chill pill, bro. Bruh. August 20th in 2002, Mega Man X5. On PC, jeez, what the fuck? 2002, what were you doing? Uh, I was tearing apart an Integra and uh, trying to figure out how to put uh, a TV monitor in the trunk. Uh, 2002, same day, same year, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 on N64 was released. Yes, Tony Hawk games, those are great. 2013, Splinter Cell Blacklist on PC. PS3 and 360 was released. 2013. 
couple games came out that day. August 21st. Let's move on to the next day. In 1998. Oh, what a great fucking year. Tom Clancy Rainbow Six. The OG Rainbow Six on PC was released. Oh, round of applause for the Rainbow Six series. Still alive and kicking today. Yeah. Should that, should that get a ding-woo? Do you guys think should that get a ding-woo? Can you just like give me a thumbs up or thumbs down? Ding-woo on that? Okay. Um, 2001 Resident Evil Code Veronica X on PC was released. Oh, all on the same day. 2001 Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 on N64. Holy shit. So that was... Oh, wow. A year apart. That was a year apart. Holy shit. They were pumping them out. Yeah, they really were. I think I remember that. Every year they had a new Tony Hawk game. Makes sense. It's because Tony Hawk would do like new stunts, new tricks, and people would come up with new shit so that they would like update the the trick list. Remember that? What was it like a 920 or something that he did? Like right before Tony Hawk Underground came out or Tony Hawk 4 or something? They put it in there last minute. Like he had just done like a 960 or I don't know what it's called. I don't know skateboarding lingo. The skateboard I had a kid had neon green wheels and a big bumper in the back to help me stop. Okay, so just shut the fuck up. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I did skateboard, but not not like those cool kids. I wasn't that cool. Uh, same day, same year, 2001, Wario Land 4 on Game Boy Advance in Japan was released. Whew. Good. It's real good, Steve. Real good. 2007, Bioshock PC on N360 was released. I like Bioshock, but I prefer the X-rated, uh, you know, the X-rated sequel. Oh, you want to know what the name of that one is? Oh, um, sure. It's um, the Biocock Infinite. <laughs> how about how about Biocock Bio Intimate? Intimate. <laughs> 2012 CS:GO on PC and PS3 was released. There's a little. Fucking nugget. There's a little Valve nugget for you. What up, Gabe? Shout out to Gabe. What up, bro? How you doing, Gabe? Bruh. Where's that Half-Life 3, homie? And 2018, as of recording this last year, Shenmue 1 and 2 on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Beautiful. Move on to the next day. Only two two games. Oh, man. Only two games. Not very not very good games, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably two of the most influential and most amazing games ever created. August 22nd, 1987, The Legend of Zelda. (laughs) Ding woo for you. Holy moly. That's amazing. Legend of Zelda. What a great game. Remember it very clearly as a kid. And even though I wasn't very good at it, I would watch my older brother play it, who he was very good at it. And I just loved watching him play that. Music. Just thinking of the game was so massive. You know, so massive. And what you had to do and explore and... God, man, I remember 87. I remember it clearly. What a year. What a year. And then the next game. 
one of my all-time favorite games. In 1995, The Incredible, amazing. trigger right here and uh, if you're watching the video feed you have the pleasure of seeing my collection of chrono trigger this is my original i bought this originally toys r us i have it now in a uh, protective case but this is my complete minty I mean, it is minty. Like, look at this thing. It's just gorgeous. There's not a single crease on it. I made sure to, to do this at this time because this game changed my, my life, changed my world. And some games you just bring home, and I was a dumbass kid, and I'm, I, I feel ashamed to admit it. Some games I just rip right open, throw the box in the garbage, slam the cartridge in, and start playing. Manual, goes into the garbage, whatever. I don't even think about it. I was too excited to play the game. But this... I didn't do that with. This changed everything. I had a real connection with this game. So this is my original game that I bought back in 95. And that's all in there, complete and beautiful. And then I also have this loose copy that I put in a clamshell case and I printed custom artwork, basically just the Super Nintendo artwork, as you can see, um, for playing. I know, I'm weird. You're probably thinking, wait, what the fuck? I know. Sometimes, dude, you, you just have, like, moments where you're really influenced by something and you just, uh, you know, it's the way you do it. And then uh, I loved it so much that this was probably 2001. Yeah, this is probably 2001. I uh, imported Chrono Trigger Soundtrack. How am I going to get... There we go. Chrono Trigger soundtrack. And it's on this beautiful double disc. As you can see. If we go ahead and open this up. Be very careful with it. It's an official Japanese OST. This is the original sound version as well. You can see got this cool like gold back to it let's go ahead and open this one up see it's a three disc set it's cool it's got a picture of robo on here kind of nice a little a little fanfare for the people watching the video feed if you're uh if you listen to it in audio i apologize but uh yeah we always like to show off little cool things like that little nuggets and, of course, this also falls into my favorite, the hashtag community event this, this week that we've done for the last two weeks. Hashtag my fave RPG. This is my favorite RPG right there. Give it up for the two greatest RPGs right there. Legend of Zelda and Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Give him a Tim Allen ding How about it? Let's move on to the next day. August 23rd in 1997. Oh, my God. GoldenEye on N64 in Japan. Some of the best fucking games ever made right here, folks. So good. 2000, Power Stone on Dreamcast was released. Power Stone. Still looking for a copy of that. Can't find one. 
I mean, I can find them, but I don't want to pay 80 bucks for it. It's kind of difficult. I want to find one in the wild. <laughs> 2001 Devil May Cry on PS2 in Japan was released. 2011 Deus Ex Human Revolution on PC, PS3, and 360. I love the Deus Ex games. Those are always a lot of fun. Two more days, folks. Two days left. August 24th in 1990, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker on Genesis was released. In 1999, Command and Conquer, Triberian Sun on PC was released. It's all about that fucking original Command and Conquer and Red Alert, boy. No, but Triberian Sun's cool, too. In 2000, Age of Empires 2, the Conqueror's expansion on PC. A lot of people playing that Age of Empires, man. Still to this day, very popular game. In 2006, Final Fantasy 3 on DS in Japan was released. 2009, Metroid Prime Trilogy on Wii was released. 2009. 2011, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike Online Edition on 360. Great fighting game. Where were you? Getting your third strike on? Yeah. 2012 Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition on PC. Dark Souls plays better on Xbox One. (laughs) Y'all hate me right now. Stop it. Just stop it. Get some help. Stop it. Get some help. Get some, get, get some help. I love you guys. Stop it. August 25th in 1996, Tekken 2 on PS1 was released. Fucking Tekken. I got the original Tekken on PS1. Um, I feel like that was very close to when the console was released. I remember playing that back then. Pretty close to when the game was released. Hmm, I don't remember. Don't remember the date on that one. Oh, here it is, folks. 97, August 25th. GoldenEye N64 in the USA. It was just a few days ago. It hit Japan first, then US a few days later. Brilliant game. Round of applause for GoldenEye fam. How about in 2002, Super Mario Sunshine? Here comes the sun. 2002, Super Monkey Ball on GameCube. Yes, Super Monkey Ball. The first time I ever played Super Monkey Ball was this game in that year on the GameCube. I was always tripping because I'm like, Sega? It says Sega, but this is on the game? Like, what? What is Sega? And then the, what else, What other game did I get? Crazy Taxi. Yeah, I played Crazy Taxi on there. Played the shit out of it. Amazing. 2008 Super Mario Sluggers on Wii. That's the baseball game. Obviously. 2009, Batman Arkham Asylum, PS3 and 360. Where's the boy? Games play better on Xbox One. Where's the Xbox? Where's it? Do you, uh, do you know where uh, I can find a uh, Xbox? Because I heard, uh, well, I mean, I was at, uh, I was at the Walmart, and, uh, 
overheard Alfred talk about uh, Xbox. He said that uh, games play best Xbox One, so I was thinking maybe I'd buy an Xbox One. What do you think? I'm going to just do a whole episode of Batman voice. What do you think? <laughs> You're like, no, please, God, no. Get some Stop it. Stop it. Uh, 2009 Harvest Moon Magical Melody on Wii was released and the last game on this week in gaming history on August 25th in 2015 Until Dawn on PS4 and that was this week in gaming history where's Xbox One how about some tech news you want to do some tech news Let's do a little tech news. Let's jump in. We got a, just a few things to talk about in tech. Just a few things that, that have happened that you need to know about. That you need to, uh, you know, have a little light shine down. A little uh, info. A little knock on the noggin, if you will. You ever heard of Cafe Press? I'm sure you have. They're a t-shirt, custom t-shirt company. A lot of YouTubers use them, amongst other people. But uh, Cafe Press was hacked last week. Account information has been compromised. Life hacker, it's funny. Life hacker reported this. Cafe Press recently. I, I think it's funny because it's like their name is funny with the article. Life hacker is a pretty good site. We like them. Uh, Cafe Press recently made an announcement for users to change their password. No indication as to why. People kind of speculated. Well, it's probably due to some sort of security. Maybe just quarterly security updates and you know it's a good idea to do it anyway they weren't this is where it gets interesting they weren't forthcoming about why that's where it gets tricky and reality is is i said this before so a million times when we talk tech if you're listening right now on your device you're on a computer you're at home you're hearing it you listen to this on a talk boy no 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 the only way that you won't get hacked is if you're listening to this on a cassette tape from a talk boy. That means I know you're not connected to the internet at all. But if you are listening to this podcast in any shape or form on any type of digital device, whether that be a computer, a tablet, a mobile phone, whatever, your account information on in some form somewhere in this world was just hacked and compromised. That's just the reality of it. And it's a, that's a sick, twisted world that we live in today. It's just reality. It's sad that it's become reality. Uh, the breach happened in February, in fact, hoo, 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 2019, and we're just now learning about it. People used haveibeenpwned.com and found out that their WordPress emails were breached. So Cafe Press said it was due to a, poli- quote, policy change. They weren't forthcoming about that breach. Uh, even as of writing this article, there has been no mention or banner on their site talking about this breach. It's really, really shitty that they're not forthcoming about it. They need to, anytime there's a breach, that needs to be brought out because people use emails for different things. It's not smart. You should never do that. You really should use the third-party password manager if you can. But uh, people, they need to know about that. The public needs to know about that when that shit gets hacked. That's pretty rough. I feel bad for, for all those people there. It's just fucking bullshit. It's just the world we live in. Just the world we live in, so... Uh, if you're on Cafe Press, change your password immediately and change any other uh, website or account that you use that email and or password on. Please change it immediately. 
Uh, you ever have trouble logging into your Android phone or Google accounts when you get a new phone? Well, starting today, this was two days ago I wrote this, Google is rolling out a service that lets people on version 7 and later of Google's mobile OS use their device's fingerprint or screen lock instead of a password when visiting certain Google services. Fighting off a burp there, sorry. <clears throat> God, this fan, like this, I'm blo- this fan is it's hot. It's blowing in my eyes, but it's making my eyes like I don't know. It's weird. You ever have like when your fan blows on your eyes, like they start to water and then they, but they're dry, and you try to blink, and it's like what the fuck's going on? It's weird. Sometimes it does it. It's like when you jump in a pool with the wrong pH, and it fucking stings the shit out of your eyes. And you're like, oh my god, my fucking eyes are burning. Same thing is happening right now. I don't know what's going on. I apologize. Um, I may have to turn that fucking fan off. real sensitive um there we go much better i can see i can see said the blind man to his deaf dog um what is this here okay yeah it's on version uh next few days feature is going to roll out for uh android 7 and above uh google doesn't have any timeline for when people will be able to use the feature when signing in a gmail or other google properties um but it should be happening wait what the fuck did i write here google has no timeline for when people will be able to use the feature when signing into gmail or other google properties or for non-google sites oh okay oh on the sites okay i was like i'm not it's my own article i don't even make sense (laughs) no this is good news for android users anything to make it easier to log in and get in there that's always been a pain in the ass you know, iPhones have always been a big fat pain in the ass trying to get stuff over. Even though it is easier, reality is, is that it syncs to fucking iTunes, which is changing this year, by the way. But it syncs to iTunes, and everything's stored in the iTunes fucking thing. But what happens if you migrate to another computer, which I've done, oh, I don't know, five or six times in the lifetime I've had iPhones, and it's difficult to get your iPhone backup over to the other iTunes and import it and all this bullshit and it sucks. You should just use iCloud. It's just better to use iCloud so that you can have a backup in the cloud. So, and I know Android users have dealt with this too because it uses Google to authenticate that. And it's pretty much like your account. It's all linked there and that makes sense. So anything to make that easier for you when you switch phones, I think that's great. I think it's good news. Uh, this one actually, this nugget really blew me. Whoa, hold on, nugget. I said nugget twice. Speaking of nuggets, if you're in the United States and there's Wendy's around, spicy nuggets are back, bro. Bruh, bruh, bruh. Ding woo for that. Yeah. How about it, Tim? Spicy nuggets have returned. Who was it? It was like Chance the Rapper who made a tweet to Wendy's. It's like, hey, if I get... No, what he said, he's like, bring back spicy nuggets. He like said that to him. And Wendy's was like, okay, if we get like 500,000 retweets on this right here, this tweet, we'll bring them back. That's what they said. And they fucking blew it out of the water. They retweeted the fuck out of it. I'm sure you've seen it. And sure enough, spicy nuggets are back. Oh, so good. In fact, tomorrow I may go have a fucking 10 piece. Oh my God, but Wendy's, why did you change your barbecue sauce? You fucked up there it's terrible their barbecue sauce used to be smoky dark thick 
And now it's sweet and runny and light red. It's like Chick-fil-A. And I love Chick-fil-A sauce, but you either have a smoky. Oh, why is my sign not on? Where's, where's the light for that? I guess it's not on. Oh, I was fucking with this whole area. It's Anyway, whatever. It looks fine. <laughs> Just realized. You either have a smoky, dark barbecue sauce or you have a sweet and tangy one. You don't just like, uh, we've had smoky for the last, uh, I don't know, 30 years. And now we're going to switch it up to do a sweet one. No, 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 no. It's like McDonald's. If they ever, if McDonald's ever changes their little barbecue sauce packets, little dippers for their nuggets, that, that's the end of nuggets for McDonald's. That's the end of them. There's no more nuggets. No one's going to buy them. That simple. Even though their hot mustard sauce is fucking amazing. And I'm even in a Facebook group of like bring back hot mustard sauce. And it has locations of where hot mustard sauce is all over the U.S. <clears throat> I may actually also be in a Facebook group that tracks the chili cheese burrito at Taco Bell. But I won't say that openly or in public to anyone. So that's good. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, this nugget of info. This article really blew me away. Don't borrow any of your friends' charge cables for your phones. What? It's fine, bro. Just plug it in. You're fine. Well, you probably are fine. You have nothing to worry about in the interim. But this is something that can happen. This is a reality. Last week, the annual DEF CON, that's the hacking conference that they have every year in Las Vegas. They basically bring out all of the best hackers all over the world. And they say, hack our shit. And if you are able to hack it, you're playing for a price pool of money. And not only that, these companies, if you can hack their shit, in some cases, they've even hired these hackers to help them develop software to not have it hacked again, which is really cool. So it's great opportunities, a great cause. There's money involved. It's pretty fantastic. I would love to actually go and just sit and watch a bunch of hackers like do their work. So so when this, this uh, DEF CON happened, a hacker who goes by the name of MG, demonstrated an iPhone lightning cable that he had modified. Get this. Get ready for it. After using the cable to connect an iPod to, an, to a Mac computer, MG remotely accessed the cable's IP address, took control of the Mac, and Vice is the, is the site that reported this. Watched it play by play. And it was unbelievable, they said. They said... MG noted that he could later remotely kill the implemented malware that he installed, and he could wipe all the evidence of his existence remotely. So he's installing malware on a lightning cable that then plugs in from your phone to the computer, and then he remotely, we're probably using Wi-Fi or 4G or LTE, whatever, to use that to get in and break into the computer. That's fucking nuts. On a Mac, too, by the way. On a Mac. This, I don't think this is like necessarily a big threat right now. I mean, it's not a threat right now. And even they went further in the article to say that this, even if it was to become a threat, it doesn't scale very well. You, you would need insider bolt. Like, you would need companies to be like inside with you. Like, you're going to get Apple to like, funnel you like a hundred million like lightning cables just like willy-nilly like they need the money like please send them over to me no not gonna happen 
you know, just maybe some cheap, cheap cables, you know, maybe some cheap ones or whatever, but no, it won't scale very well because you have to be kind of in close vicinity. He said, and there's a bunch of other things that, uh, prevent that from happening. But the reality is, is that it happened. It did happen at DEF CON and that is a threat. That's fucking nuts, man. On a lightning cable. On a lightning cable. And folks, that's the end of tech news. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Tech news. We had some gaming news. We had some tech news. Now we're going to move on. We're going to jump on to the Heine House uh, hotline. The Heine House hotline. You want, you got something to say? You want to call me up? You can call me up day or night. Whenever you need someone to talk to, girl. That's some chromia right there. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, Let's see. I was going to read the uh, fucking number, too, to let you all know. Speaking of Apple, I see I got this iPad here, and it's been a lifesaver. It's actually changed the way I do my show. It's brilliant, and I love it, and I need it. But this one's kind of slow, so it takes forever to load. Even just a multitask tab back and forth. 503-908-5490 is the hotline. You got something you want to say? Comment, question, concern? Got something burning on your mind you want to ask me? I'd be happy to answer it for you. 503-908-5490 is the phone number. And it appears that we got my homie Ryan on the horn here. Ryan is a longtime listener of my work and also a good friend. Thank you. And a patron. Let's see if this works through my mixer here. Hey, Jason. It's Ryan. Just a quick question for you. Um, how would you say that you've become the host that you are now? Um, I know you did all-gen gamers for years, and you've uh, dabbled in the voiceover world, um, but you have a, a good entertainer's presence and an entertainer's instinct, and you seem to know how to fill space. Um, I don't hear you saying um or uh very much, and there's not a lot of dead air on the show. Um, did you have any kind of a mentor through the years, or were you entirely self-taught and it came naturally um but yeah it's fun hanging out with you every week and thanks so much for doing the podcast thank you ryan i appreciate your support thank you so much and also i'm going to give you a shout out because you have been sending me emails and messages and text messages and talking a lot with me about the rebrand of patreon and all these great additions and he's giving me great honest feedback about things to help tighten up and make things cleaner and better for all of us, you're the man. I appreciate you so much, Ryan. Thank you. That's a great question. I've never been asked that before. And um, I am, I'm for the most part self-taught. I mean, my dad was in radio uh, in college and I've always been around microphones. I've always been around, kind of always been around entertainment. I've, you know, performed for many years, kind of at a young age, but also my dad always had a video camera in our faces. So I'm not afraid of the camera. I'm not afraid of being recorded. I'm not afraid of the microphone. So I think that helps to have that sort of confidence from a kid. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be out of the norm for us to be sitting there like having dinner. And then dad just comes in with the fucking camera on his shoulder and like puts it in our face and is like, hey, what's going on? Like we look back on the, the footage now and I have tapes and tapes and tapes 
of archives of like Heine House stuff that's been going on from back in the 80s to 90s. Tons of shit. Stuff that I should not even post because I'll probably be in jail if you see half the shit that's going on that I used to do. But it's, it's, so yeah. So no, I don't really have any personal um, or mentors with that. I mean, I modeled after what my dad does and how he would always present. He would make mixtapes and cassettes and things for us um, and holiday tapes and birthday mixes and all that. And so that's where it comes from. Um, the rest of it is just kind of, uh, I don't know, jumping in and, and doing your thing. I, um, yeah, that is a very interesting question. I actually find it uh, sort of difficult to answer. But yeah, I, I appreciate the question. Absolutely. I I think that, um, yeah, man, you just got to jump in and, and even if you don't have or what you think you don't have that confidence or that sound or that whatever. I mean, there's no right or wrong. There's no, there's no books here to this. There's no right or wrong. I think just jumping in and doing it and making your own path. I'll tell you a really, a really short story about this exactly. Um, well, there, I just said, um, Oh, to, to, to tell you about, or to make a comment about what you said about dead air and this and that I, I do have dead air in here sometimes and I don't really care because I'm not, I'm not getting charged by the second when the FCC isn't knocking on my door, right? Hey, you had five seconds of dead air, so that's going to be $5,000, please. You know, they're not, they're not knocking down my door, but that's where it comes from. Back in the day when there was dead air, people would tune out. So they were told to just completely fill the space, no dead air, nothing. And if you talk about just random gibberish bullshit, make it happen. And that's where that comes from. I don't think about that at all. I just ramble like a motherfucker because I'm crazy, right? So I don't think about that. For a very long time, I was very conscious and concerned about my ums and yes and uh, you know all that. And I can't do anything about that. Sometimes I listen back to myself and I, I just talk the way that I talk and I can't fix it. I can't change anything. So, But I've worked really hard at trying not to say um and all that stuff a lot, even though I still continue to do so. Just not as bad. So, but I, I appreciate all the, the comments there. And I hope that, I don't know if I've answered anything right. I hope, I hope that's answered it. I want to do, uh, want to tell Ryan, I want to tell you and everyone else the story is talking about making your own path and doing, just doing what you feel is best and taking the bull by the horns and running with it. And you've heard that before. Everyone's talked about that. But it's really true because in the end, the shit is up to you and you make the rules, you make the shots, you make the calls. It's up to you. You're the only one that's going to be beating yourself up. So it's up to you. So figure it out for you. And that's so rewarding. And it's so, it's so amazing when you finally get control of that. In 2010, when I was, I just started listening to all gen gamers, right? When they first started, cause I'd followed Pete and Gamester and uh, Happy Console, I, I'd follow them. You know, it was all fairly new still, right? Everything was very, very new. But I was following them because there was only a handful of people in the retro game community at that point. Again, it's amazing that you'd even think that would happen. <laughs> Not a lot of people back then. And then all of a sudden, they announced they're going to do a podcast together. And I'm like, bro, this is amazing. This is so cool. And I was excited because I've been around mics. I know 
po- I, I know what the podcast is. It's this new kind of concept of making a sort of a radio show. So I was excited. And then I heard the episode and the episode sounded terrible. And everyone else agreed like, holy shit, this sounds terrible. And these guys are making great content. And I just felt they deserve better. They deserve better. And I thought, you know what? They deserve me to step in and fix their audio issues because they have done five episodes and it's fucking brutal. Brutal. I can't listen to it. It's killing me. So I reached out to them. I reached out. Some no-name person reached out to them and said, hey, I'm Jason. Yes, I do, I do a, a YouTube channel too. I've got 500 subs. I'm, I'm cool. I'm hanging out. I'm doing my thing. But I know audio. I know audio well. And I want to fix. I want to record your podcast. I want to manage it. I want to take control of your audio, fix it. And I said to them, I don't even want to be a guest. I just want to sit back. I will just kick back on mute and relax. You guys do your thing. I'll record it. I'll produce it. I'll mix it. And I'll send it back to you. And you upload that because you guys deserve better. And I love your content. That's it. Honestly, that's that was my approach to those guys. And they're all for it. They're like, yeah, okay, great. Sounds good. Sounds good. And go back and listen to All Gen Gamers episode six. Go back and listen to it. And it was it was really kind of a magical moment because even though I was supposed to be just kind of kicking back and not on there, Pete and Gamester and Johnny, they all were like, hey, let's just let's talk to him. You know, he's a gamer, right? He plays games. Let's just let's chat with him. And they let me be on there, even though they had another guest. So it was really cool. And then that episode, we really formed all gen gamers like it happened on that episode it was the first episode i was on it was really really fascinating came together well i mean all gen gamers plus me i guess i'll say i didn't create all gen gamers but i was responsible i became responsible for it for the years to come and responsible for the sound and a lot of the format and the random shit and you know the soundboard and all the the funny quirks and the songs and all that shit so we, we, as a team collaborative, we made a collaborative effort to come together and make it for the greater good. But I stepped in and said, I need to save this show because I felt that it was going to be bad. And Pete even admits it. He even says like, thank God, Jason, you stepped in because I was about ready to give up. I was, it was so difficult to edit the two hours, sometimes three hour episodes they used to do. And he's like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. So I feel really good about that. But this goes back to what you're saying about if there's, you know, how do you go about that? How do you, did you have a mentors or something? It's really just about jumping in and saying, fuck it. I can do this. I'm going to do this. Whether you, whether you really can or can't, if you say that and you jump in, you either do it, you execute it, you make it work and you are awesome you did it or you fail and fail hard and you learn a shit ton and you will then apply that for the next time that you make that jump i'm not meaning for anything to be like super inspirational you don't need inspiration you're an amazing man i i know but you talked about some of that some of my work there and that's just i don't know that came to mind that just jumped out at me anyway little side tangent again a little story 
Um, with that being said, we're going to jump into the community Discord event, the hashtag. What we do is every every two weeks, I post up a hashtag that I want the community to take and run with. And in most cases, they post a picture with the hashtag because that's usually what it's about. It's a picture. So this week, the hashtag was my fave RPG. I want to know what your favorite RPG was. Obviously, here's mine. And you guys went into Discord and posted a whole bunch of your amazing RPGs. And I love to just go through and take a look at them. Oh, shit. I need to actually... Hold on. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. I got to mirror my iPad to the PC, but I forgot to launch the software over here. So don't... So take five. Just take a quick break. Breathe in. Of course, I launched the wrong fucking software. I launched the fucking partition manager. It's like, oh, let me scan the hard drive. What uh, what kind of partition you want to make, bro? I'm like the one that partitions nothing, homie. All right, I'm scrolling up to the top. There's a lot of cool shit going on here. And you guys really lit up the Discord uh, today. Even a whole bunch of stuff came popping up. It's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. Wish you were here. How about this? Boom. Does this work? Oh, what the shit is that? What the shit is that? Does anyone know what that is? Is that even a a thing? Is that even a thing? (laughs) Oh, God. Come on, man. Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. Thank you. All right, here we are in Discord. Folks, you want to join Discord, of course, go to heinyhouse.com. Scroll to the top of the page. There's a Discord icon there. You can also check it out in the show notes. It's all in the show notes. The homie Vaughn, good to see you. Thanks for coming through. Chrono Cross, of course. Much love to the Chrono series. Absolutely. Played a lot as a kid, he said. Still manages to evoke the same emotion in me every time. He plays it. Absolute masterpiece in his words. Could not agree more. Just amazing games. Amazing. Thanks, Clav, for letting me know about Dwarf Fortress. It wasn't wasn't what I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Still cool, though. Digital Rhino. There he is again, Ryan, my man. He says, my fave RPG. Ha, ha, ha. Rocket lawn chair. Oh, you dirty dog. Wow. And, of course, Duke. We're talking about Duke here. Oh, so good. I like that. Because that is the RPG rocket launcher right there. Rocket launcher. You're so silly. You're so silly. Uh, we talked about longer burger baskets. There they are. Thanks, E-Dub. Representing, coming through. Those are high-end baskets. Very nice. Man, I, can I throw a few sandwiches and picnic materials in there? I would love that. Maverick in the house, my fave RPG, Fallout 3. But he does enjoy the entire franchise, he says. He said, they just don't quite capture the awe I felt in 3, though. Look at that. Beautiful. Got some of the 360 and PS3 big boxes. Those are nice. Yeah. It was really cool when they did that. 
for those games. They did it actually for a lot of games on that generation of consoles. It was really cool. Steph owns a few of them as well. The homie Alice, thanks for coming through, sharing some love. My favorite RPG. He said he couldn't choose this one, so he threw down on some stuff here. Little, what is it? Soul Mavericks? Soul Hackers? What is this? I don't think I actually even know this. See, you've got all these great import games, too, because you're, uh, you're in Japan, right? I think I ask this every time. But uh, threw down some Dragon Quest. He's got some PS2 and DS Dragon Quest. Devil Sumner. Oh, Soul Hackers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So just a lot of fun in his opinion. Um, yeah, man. See, that's the thing is that's one area that I have not gone into really at all is the great RPGs that are overseas. A lot of great action RPGs. A lot of great turn-based stuff. Super cool. Thank you, Alice. Appreciate that. Oh, you guys seen this one. You know what that is. Chrono Trigger. Yo. My man, Andy. Good to see you. Andy came down and visited Arizona last weekend, and we went to the madness. We got teriyaki chicken and that sauce, baby, that sauce all over it. We had a great time. He gifted me some amazing stuff, too. What an amazing friend. He gave me some Wii games. He got me some Hot Wheels threw down a ps1 classic to me what a, what a guy what a guy i'm not deserving of it thank you andy you're a good friend his favorite rpg pokemon pokemans notice he got the eggplant emoji on that too oh squirtle 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 andy you're the man thank you castico what up dj always a pleasure my man now of course i mean Come on, who doesn't know about this Final Fantasy? But what is this? I, I honestly, you have to tell me about this because I, I see Cloud is in there, but I have no idea what game this is. God bless the ring, easy. What is this? <laughs> Squaresoft? Is it an import? I don't see. I am a RPG noob when it comes to like the Final Fantasy franchise for sure. I don't know about that, but what is that? Oh, it was an action RPG. I think it counts. Yeah, absolutely. What is that on, though? You have to let me know what that is. Is that PlayStation, PS2, PS1? Interesting. Also, you got to charge your phone. You're at 14%. Your probably, battery's probably dead at this point. Yeah, you have to let that, let that, let that charge a little bit. Heinehouse.com is a website to get up there and join in Discord. This is the community that we have here. I want to show you guys, did some rebranding, moving some things around. If we go into, we have the chat room as well. Oh, word, American Truck Simulating. If we scroll over, we're going to see we have on the right-hand side, Twitch subscribers, Patreon. Uh, we don't have, we just have a couple people logged in in those categories right now. But this is the section that you'll show up when you join Patreon or sub on Twitch. How about it? So uh, you can join at the, the Game Loft tier or the main level tier and you will show up in here how about that pretty cool stuff yeah man lots of cool stuff happening i'm super excited so now i normally at this point would say goodbye and play the uh the outro but uh i'm not going to i'm gonna do it very organically but oh i can't forget about this week 
I think it's going to be, we've been talking a lot about, well, just what happened today. Talked a lot about, you know, speed running, a lot of fun in there. And also sometimes we were talking about warm blankies. I know this is a really weird segue. We were talking about warm, comfy blankies and games that make us feel good. And sometimes they're a casual game. Sometimes they're like a mobile game. Sometimes it's just a game that's just totally fun and relaxing for you. Because sometimes sometimes we don't want to play competitive. We don't want any bullshit. We don't want any drama. We don't want to get angry or upset. We want just a fun, casual experience. Maybe it's a card game, right? Maybe you uh, play Sudoku. Maybe you fire up the uh, hearts on uh, Microsoft 98. You know, maybe you play in there. So I was thinking about doing, I was like, what's my happy place? But then I wanted to flip it and say my happy game. So what is a hashtag my happy game? What is a game that yet you play? Because I'm all I'm just I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really happy this week. Everything's great. Things are coming together. Content is flowing. Yeah, my new work schedule sucks my asshole, but everything is feeling pretty good. I'm happy, you know, in the grand scheme of things. So my happy game. What is a game that makes you happy? What is a fun casual game you play? What is the game that you keep going back to every single time? Whether it be an old game, whether it be a new game, whether it be a mobile game, anything. What's something that you play and when you play it, it just makes you happy. Maybe it's a game that you've mastered and you get in there and you just fucking destroy and you just master it. You know the ins and outs. You know the inner workings, the little twitches and glitches and things that you do in the game to make it play right, and you just completely own that game. Hashtag my happy game. I'd love to see a picture of it, either a physical picture, maybe a screenshot, and tell me a little story about it. Tell us a little reason why that is your happy game. The audio questions on the hotline, the Heine House hotline, 503 908 54 90. That's where you can get at me. I'm going to pop it up again with a missing Heine House logo. As we say goodbye today, I want to just thank all of the patrons that you see right here on your screen. An absolute joy. It's more than a joy. I don't even have the right word. Yeah, you all are here helping and supporting the show. I want to give a shout out. A verbal shout-out, which is a new perk, an actual verbal shout-out to everyone in the game loft. Tyr, Ryan, George, Aaron, Weldon, Tammy, Brandon, Sam, and Luke. Much love. Respect. And shout-out to all the subscribers on Twitch as well. Bunch of new uh, subscribers recently. Shout-out to the Nitro Boosters in Discord. We only have one right now. It kind of happened on accident. Someone joined in that was a Discord Nitro user and was like, Oh, hey, what happened? And I got a notification like, your server leveled up. Someone is using Nitro. So, hey, if you're a Nitro user on Discord, get in my server, boy. I only have one, and we're, we're leveling it. We're going to level cap this shit. It's really cool. It, like, helps level up the server. You get higher bit rate. You get more, like, bandwidth. You can send larger files. All kinds of cool stuff. So join in. We'd love to see you. And, you know, shout out to, uh, shout out to moles. Shout out to the moles for keeping it underground all the time. 
Y'all the real MVPs. Keeping it underground for real. Again, last time that phone number 503-908-5490. Would love a review of the podcast on your podcasting app. Don't forget to do that. Give us a rating. Give us a little kind word. Really helps the show grow. Visit heinyhouse.com. That's the website. The last thing I wrote on here is peace out, yo, which means I guess I got to go. Y'all are great. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Hashtag my happy game. Good night, y'all. Love you. Bye now.